Yo, 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 what is up? It is the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed. Buffalo Rumblings post-game show, and I am your host, Sterls. Oh, man, what a what a day. What a freaking day. What a game by the Buffalo Bills. The Bills defeated the New York Jets 32-6. to And boy, do we have a lot to talk about during this hour that I have with you guys. Man, it's it's been it it feels good to be back on the on the winning side, man. Uh, you know, I didn't know what to think coming in this game. You know, I gotta take the glasses off now. I didn't know what to think coming in this game, to be honest. Um, I mean, we know the the how the Bills typically fare against the Jets and a division game to add on to that. I didn't think it would be 32 to 6. I definitely didn't expect the offense to look as good as it did. The defense got some much-needed help from Rasul Douglas at Oliver. We're going to talk about him being maybe, probably, I'd say at Oliver right now is the top five defensive tackle in the league. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. My my dude, my guy, Jay Spence in the house. What's up? Miss B up in here. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> so I knew what to think. We were losers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what to think, man. Um, but look, there's there's a lot of positive things to uh to glean from from this game, man. We're and we're gonna jump right into that stuff. Uh, first of all, shout out to Reggie Gilliam, who set the tone for this game. Um Man, I mean, that hit on the opening kickoff, I really do think you want to talk about most important plays in the game that didn't result in the touchdown. That's it right there. I think Reggie Gilliam coming out, setting the tone uh, with that hit. I, I think, you know, it, it. I felt like, yo, it was, it's go time now. These bills are back. I, that's what I felt. That's what I felt. And we got to keep in mind that, you know, coming into this game, we, we, we as Bills fans, we've kind of all seen the turmoil emotionally that we've all been in. I know I've been in it where you just lose faith in your squad, man. They haven't shown us anything to put on paper to be happy about. I mean, yeah, Dalton Kincaid and outside of that, Terrell Bernard and Ed Oliver. And then it's been that's that's about it. That's those are only really things that you could take away and be like, yeah, like that was good. But today, I mean, they fired the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, right? They fired him. And this offense looked a lot different today. And I'm not just saying that, and I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you what it did for the offense when we start talking about the offense. But it looked different. I, I saw a different approach from Sean McDermott today, uh, you know, the calling the zero blitz stuff. Like, he didn't do it as much today. And, and you know, I, I liked what I saw from – from Sean McDermott from a play caller's point of view. Um, we The pass rush appeared to be back tonight, which is nice. We needed some of that. Now, I say all that to say this is against the Jets offense. That's pretty putrid. Uh, you, you know, they're near the bottom of every statistical category offensively, right? So I think the truth is all, always somewhere in the middle, right? I think there are some players on the team that that played really well. But the truth is always in the middle. Um, so I'm not going to get too excited about what the Bills did on defense. But I think, you know, and rightfully so, 
I think the the attention and the and the respect and the and the hats off goes to the offense. It goes to the offense, man. Today, they went up against one of the best defenses in the NFL, in the New York Jets, and that's that's valid. That that is the New York Jets defense is really good, you know. And I don't need to read a bunch of stats to you to prove that they're really good. Two solid corners, Quentin Williams, uh, both Williamses. They they they're great. C.J. Mosley, which we didn't even really hear about him today, which was fantastic. And they got a bevy of pass, young pass rushers that I really like. And the Bills took them to school. Joe Brady took them boys to school today. They took them to school today. And just like we do on every show, just like we do on every show, we start with the uh, with the box score here. Let's start with the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, who didn't finish the game, was benched. Yeah, he was 7 to 15, 81 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Five sacks is what he took. He had a QBR of 3.7. 3.7. Damn. Tim Boyle, who finished the game, 7 to 14, 33 yards, one pick. Uh, Thomas Morstead, <laughs> one, <laughs> he threw one pass for 18 yards. That was a fluke. Here's here's where it gets uh the the Bills really did a good job from a schematic point of view of showing different coverages to Zach Wilson uh to get him to second guess himself a lot. Even when he had a first read open, he wasn't sure. And you know, you could attribute that to great scheming, but also you could say, you know, that's one of Zach Wilson's uh fatal flaws is that he takes too much time um to you know, he wants to let a play develop, uh, right? You know, he was, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, when I was doing the film and, and, and crunching numbers this week, he had one of the slowest uh, release times or times to throw of a quarterback. I think he was worse than Josh Allen, right? So the Bills did a really good job tonight uh, with that. Uh, rushing the ball, I thought Brees Hall would come into this game, and I thought he'd have a good game on the ground. And uh, Brees Hall had 10 carries, 23 yards. 10 carries, 23 yards. That's incredible for the Bills. They really shut down the Jets. They, they, they made them one-dimensional. Well, actually, they had no dimension. <laughs> the Jets had no dimension on offense today because they had, what, 100, 120 20 yards passing probably between the quarterbacks. They had 63 yards rushing. I mean, oh, I take that back. As a team, the Jets had 92 yards passing tonight, folks. 92 yards. That's going to look good statistically. The Bills' pass defenses, which is already pretty good, uh, that's going to look even better. 18 carries, 63 yards, 3.5 yards per attempt on the ground for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson was the second-leading rusher. Uh, from a receiving standpoint, Brees Hall led the team again. Five receptions, 50 yards, one tutty. And then, you know, Jeremy Ruckert, uh, three for 25, and really not much after that. The notable name here, Garrett Wilson, two receptions for nine yards. Two receptions for nine yards. The Bills, the Bills defense, boy, they put it, they put the clamps on these boys big time, big time. Um, Ed Oliver was a menace, man. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him. You know, we we could do that. Let's let's continue to talk about the defense, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scrabble games, baby. Scrabble champ over here, dog. Uh, 
Ed Oliver, man, let's talk about him for a minute. Uh, when we talk about these players, it's it's good to remember where we were in the offseason talking about these players before you know he signed a contract. I know I was one of the guys that was like, yo, I'd be okay with trading Ed Oliver because he don't he didn't do nothing. He didn't produce anything. And you know, as an analyst, as a podcaster, you know, you don't get to see what what goes on with these guys behind the scenes. You know, I I report and and of the thing I report on the things that I see, things that I witness on tape. This Ed Oliver this year is a completely different animal. We've seen glimpses of this. We this is the Ed Oliver we've been wanting, the one that we envisioned when they drafted him ninth overall years ago. Boy, is he here. Ed Oliver continues to be a freaking dominant force for this football team. And I'm telling you right now, man, he looked he looks healthy. He looks zoned in, prepared. I mean, you talk about double teams, uh, one-on-ones, he's winning them. He is winning them. And just imagine for what we saw a little bit of this this year with Daquan Jones. Man, just think we had Daquan back in there, boy. It'd be whew. But hey, Ed Oliver, he is earning that money. And he, he, if he keeps playing like this, the dude's underpaid. So they're gonna have to sort that out in a few years. But hey, shout out to Brandon Bean for getting that man under contract for what he did. Because when it came out, I was like, yo, that's that's pretty steep for for that Oliver. You know, he 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 got a you know his contract was like 14th best in the league in terms of defensive tackles. Well, he's playing top five this year. Um, Ed Oliver has been a menace, and uh, I, I definitely wanted to shout him out um, on the night. You know, defensive tackles don't really stuff the the stat sheet, but he had three tackles, and all of those were solo. Uh, some really good run stops here. He had a sack, man. He had a sack. Uh, he he he. Ed Oliver, man, he's balling out. Uh, this is the best game that I've seen from Tyrell Dotson since he's been a Buffalo Bill. Uh, he was stout against the run. Uh, his, his he he seemed to be disciplined with his gap integrity. Looked pretty good tonight. He was where he needed to be. Uh, he also recorded the sack and had tackle for loss. Um, he had a forced fumble too, I believe. So yeah, he had a forced fumble tonight. So Tyrell Dawson looked good. You know, I I don't like what I I mean from a pass cover standpoint. He's he still he he is what he is, right? But you can get him on early downs, get him in there to to shoot gaps and stop the run. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Terrell Bernard continues to be the bright spot on this defense, man. Terrell Bernard is good, folks. He is really good. Um, I can't wait to see what it looks like next year. Uh, again, you, we talk about context. You know, we talked about him a lot this offseason. Training camp, we were like, yo, he ain't even a uh, – he's not even a starting caliber linebacker on any team, let alone the Bills. And that dude continues week after week. I have to, you know, he's been balling out. Um, we did get some injuries tonight. We saw Taylor App go down, but uh, reports are that he's at home chilling, getting healthy, getting getting better, getting some treatment this week, I'm sure. Uh, we had Dane Jackson go out with a concussion, I believe, and also Taron Johnson. So I'm, I'm happy to see that those aren't long-term conditions. Well, we don't know what it's going to look like this week for them, but it's not like a broken leg or, or you know, uh, a shoulder, you know, contusion or, or collarbone, anything like that. It's a concussion. So, you know, hopefully we'll see. I mean, the Bills have done pretty well in terms of recovering 
from concussions this this year. So we'll see if those guys are available to uh, suit up against the the Eagles. But they're going to need them. So, it, it, you know, as sad as it was seeing them go down like that, the good news is it's not a long-term injury, so we'll take that all day. Uh, Leonard Floyd, two and a half sacks today. Man, this dude, I'm telling y'all, Leonard Floyd's balling. Leonard Floyd is balling. I believe that puts him at uh, nine sacks on the season. Nine sacks on the season. Uh, you you heard Tony Romo and those guys say it, that he's having a career year. I mean, shoot, we've been watching him every week. We knew that. But Leonard Floyd continues to be – Leonard Floyd right now is what we needed Von Miller to be. Um, And, and you know, Von is coming back from an ACL. He's 34. I, I think it's time that we really recognize that he's never going to be the same Von Miller again. Um. The Bills are going to have to take a look at that contract. But, um, you know, I, I'm still a fan. But, you know, asking him to contribute to this football team, I don't think you're going to get much of a contribution from him moving forward. Rasul Douglas, bruh. Rasul Douglas, hey, that dude, he balled out today. Two interceptions, a forced fumble. Um, that's the kind of corner, like, the instincts shows up. It pops off on film. Like, that's the kind of corner that Sean McDermott wants and needs for this defense. I think Christian Benford's fine, but Christian Benford hasn't shown those instincts yet. Can he? We'll see. But, you know, when you're playing zone coverage, you know, you're, you're, you're covering a zone, right? And when a player and the ball comes in that zone, you need to make a play on it. And when you have an opportunity to break on a football, you got to do it and you got to execute. And that's exactly what uh, Rasul Douglas has done since he's been here. He's He's been doing that. I mean, you talk about his last year at West Virginia. I think he has like seven interceptions or something like that, seven to nine interceptions. I mean, the guy has, is always around the ball. So kudos. That's a great that's a great third round pick. We're basically a fourth round pick, if you ask me. Um, hey, that's a steal. Rasul Douglas looks good in this defense. And they're going to need him moving forward. I'm telling you that right now. So um, I loved it. If you want to surmise what we saw today from this defense, you know, they got, they're getting their swag back. They're getting their swag back. You know, when you have significant injuries to key players on the defensive side of the ball, it takes time to get that cohesion. It takes time to – kind of figure out where people are supposed to be. You got to trust the new guy that's coming in and et cetera. There's so many wrinkles and, and there's so many levels um, that you have to account for. And tonight, again, there's always the truth is in the middles against the Jets. But these are the kind of confidence building plays that when you when they look at tape this week, they'll be like, okay, we could do this. Even though we're, we're, we're shorthanded, we could do this. We could do this. And so I, I like what I saw um, – from some some of the guys on the defense, Shaq Lawson, I, I gotta I gotta give him a shout out. You know, he had a couple plays against the run that I was really impressed with. Shaq is is one of the guys that is extremely sound uh, in his gap integrity and 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 his contain outside. He he always does a really good job. That showed up today. That showed up. He did a really good job uh, containing the run. You know, uh, beating a double team and, and making a tackle. Like, like that was, that was pretty dope. Um, outside of that, I pretty much named everybody, 
that uh that I felt like deserved some credit. Um, I mean, you know, you talk about doing your one eleventh. These guys did it today. So, you know, the defense uh as a to- as a whole, they had six sacks on the day. Um, Tyrell Dawson had a sack again, Terrell Bernard, half a sack, Leonard Floyd, two and a half at Oliver one and Shaq Lawson with one, um, pass defense. They had total of five today, eight quarterback hits, uh, and you know, some turnovers. The bills haven't gotten a, a defensive turnover in weeks. They did that today. They did that today. So, um, Hey, keep it up. Now you got the Eagles coming up next in Philly. You know, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough game and the, and the Bills are going to have their hands full. Uh let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh Josh Allen, listen man. He played well. But let's talk about the impact that um Joe Brady had in this game. So, coming into this contest, the Bills showed the least amount of pre-snap motion in the league under uh Ken Dorsey. That was true of them last season as well. What the Bills were able to do with Joe Brady is get guys moving behind the line of scrimmage pre-snap. And what that does is it makes the defense have to adjust. It gives your quarterback um, time to it, – it's, like it's like a chess piece. It's like, you know, you, they're showing you what, what, what it is. Is it, is it man? Is it zone? Who moves? Who shifts? Right? And because of that pre-snap motion, you're seeing, you know, from the running backs, from the wide receivers, linebackers, it, it makes them freeze. And Josh was able to hit some guys in some tight windows because it gave him space. So think of it this way. Because of the lack of pre-snap motion in this offense thus far this season, Josh Allen is almost playing with a handicap. He's playing with a handicap. Like, so let's say, you know, he's having to play three shots. He, he's having to make up for three shots if you're a golf player. He's having to make up for three shots when everybody else is at even. He's three over par or three shots over, however you want to look at that. That's how big of a deal pre-snap motion is for this football team. And you know what? Joe Brady knew that. And guess what? He, he utilized it. They used pace in this game. More that I I was appreciative of that. And they also got the running backs going, not just in the backfield, but in the pass game. For two years, we talked about why don't they throw the ball to the running backs? Well, today they schemed them open. So I didn't think that the offense would look this good this week. I thought, you know, let, let's give Joe Brady some time. It's going to take two to three weeks. Well, tonight he showed us what he can do. Now, we've got to keep in uh, keep in mind too that Joe Brady was also an offensive coordinator for a year and a half ish with the Carolina Panthers. So it's he's not new to calling plays. He's not new to putting together a game plan, right? So when he was fired with the Panthers, the Bills went out and got him, right? So he's been around the system, so he knows. So basically. You got a guy in here that's just making tweaks to what he's seeing. He's making tweaks. And what we saw tonight was damn good. And, and and guess what? That's against the Jets defense. That's pretty good. Pretty freaking good, man. 
So Joe Brady, hey, <laughs> Joe Brady was balling tonight. His calls were great. And you know what else is, is pretty dope? You, you saw the screen game get some run, okay? But the run game, it looked different. It was very multiple. Like, you didn't see James Cook on these delayed draw, uh, speed draws and stuff like that. You didn't really see that. It had that man going north and south. Get him on the outside. Guess what? James Cook is fast. Get him going on the outside. You know, not these long developing plays. You know, they gave him the ball and let him go. Uh, I, I got some I got some stats. I, I, I was, you know, looking at some stuff this week and uh, about James Cook. And, you know, we don't talk about um, him enough in the season that he's having because the Bills, you know, sporadically use him. But before this game, James, uh, James Cook is top five in rush yards over expected. He's top five in the league. Uh, he's second in efficiency for a running back, 3.14. Okay, this is from Next Gen Stats. Uh, he's top five with eight-plus defenders in the box, so the least amount of defenders in the box. So what that means is James Cook is facing a lot of light boxes. Joe Brady took advantage of that tonight. Uh, he's eighth in average yards uh, behind the line of scrimmage, 2.6. So that means when he gets the ball behind the line of scrimmage, He's going north and south. What did he do tonight? Go north and south. Um, and he's six overall in rush yards. He was uh, you know, he's about he was about 130 yards behind Christian McCaffrey going into this game. James Cook finished the day uh 17 carries, 73 yards, I believe. Looked pretty damn good. Looked pretty damn good. Um Josh Allen, 20 of 32, 275, 8.6 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, one pick. I don't care about the pick. I don't care about the pick. That was at the end of the half. Josh Allen looked great. You know, it's one of those things like the the this this offense, the identity of this offense relied on their leader, Josh Allen. Like you saw him play free today. You didn't. It didn't feel like uh, this. There was this dark cloud over the offense, like I felt it, that it was, you know, for weeks. And I like that. That that's the old Josh Allen that we saw tonight. You know, he looked to scramble. You know, there wasn't a lot of design runs, but they, you know, they had him in there. They baked him in there with. He had a, a couple um, read option plays. I love that man. Get get him going. He's a weapon. Why are we not using the weapon? One of the best weapons in the league. Joe Brady used him tonight. Uh, Latavius Murray, 10 carries, 35 yards. Um, really not much else uh, for the rushing, but overall 38 rushes, 130 yards, 3.4 yards per, which is not good. But uh, James Cook was 4.3 yards per carry. And going into this game, the New York, the, if if the Jets had a weakness, it was their run defense, and they're second to the second to last in the league at 138 yards given up a game. So you know you have to attack a team like that where they're weak, and the Bills did that tonight. They did that tonight. You know it wasn't this pass happy. We don't give a you know, but I love that they started off the first drive just throwing the ball like no runs. Let's just throw it. But they came back to, you know, that balance that Sean McDermott uh, craves. They came back to that tonight, and uh, they the the run game was a nice taste. Um, so, 
You you need that balance. It, it, the the more balanced it is that way. I mean, you, you know, Josh Allen can throw it all over the field. And I think there'll be times where he'll have to do that. But when you can kind of control the line of scrimmage and control the narrative on offense by running the ball and passing the ball effectively, it, it, it you know what it does? It opens everything else up. It gives you a full playbook um, at your disposal. And those are the kind of things that they're going to need to do if they want to make a run at this. Uh, the presence of Dalton Kincaid in this offense is under is, is understated. What he's able to do um, now you're starting to see the, you know, linebackers having, they're like, okay, dude's out here. We're going to have to do something about him. We can't just, you know, so they're game planning for Dalton Kincaid. And I love that. Dalton Kincaid on the night, six catches for 46 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. Like, yo, he, even though he didn't have a lot of yards, his presence was felt on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, You want to talk about his blocking improving? His blocking has improved the last three, four weeks. Uh, he had a, a really good block uh, for James Cook on the left-hand side that I think got James Cook around that was in the red zone. And he had a uh, he had a, a chip block that kind of sprung uh, Khalil Shakur for that long touchdown. That was that was pretty good. So, you know, Dalton Kincaid's presence in this game, massive, massive. Um, let's talk about receiving. Khalil Shakir, man. Three catches, 115 yards, 38 yards per, and a tutty. The long was an 81-yard touchdown. That play, Josh Allen flat-footed, standing in the pocket, mind you, flat-footed, threw a freaking seed, threw a dart on a rope. I mean, I didn't think, I did not think, I, I thought that, that that's going to be intercepted by Sauce. Nuh-uh. No, 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 my boy. That ball was placed. You couldn't have thrown a better ball. And it was thrown so perfectly. I think Khalil Shakir was kind of surprised that it landed in his lap like it did. You want to talk about throwing with anticipation? You want to talk about arm arrogance? Josh Allen threw a freaking heater. Threw a heater, man. And it was one of those plays where, we, you know, the theme for this week was is confidence. You know, like Stella got her groove back. I don't know if y'all seen that movie before, but that's what I felt like the Bills. The Bills got their groove back tonight. And Josh Allen, I'm telling you, man, he he sometimes he could be an emotional roller coaster. But man, like when he's like centered and like all the way there, there ain't another there ain't a better quarterback in the league than Josh Allen when he's like on. I'm tired. I mean, it's just it's true. You can put whoever you want up there, Mahomes, I don't care. When Josh Allen is on, there's not a better quarterback in the league. That's just my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Let's get to the comments here. <laughs> Ralph Wilson Sr. says, Allen finally got his training camp haircut. Hopefully he's planning on playing 10 more games. Hey, whatever you got to do with that hair, if you're going to play like that, I don't I don't, I don't, care. <laughs> Solid jinxed his team by shaving during No Shave November. Hey, Solid, man. He, Hey, they got slapped back to reality tonight, boy. His defense got destroyed. <laughs> His defense got destroyed. Um, Ty Johnson was the second leader receiver. Like, who would have thought that? Who would have thought that Khalil Shakir would be your, your number one leading receiver? Now, I know I didn't. Um, Ty Johnson, man, he had a good run for, you know, well, it's called back. 
No, no, no. He had a 13 yard run, which I, I that was pretty good. And then he had that um 28 yard uh, receiving touchdown right down the sideline. I thought that was awesome, man. To get him in the game, showing different looks. I wonder when we're gonna see Leonard Flor- uh, Fournette though. I would much rather have Fournette in than Ty Johnson. Just FYI. Let's get Fournette. Let's get touchdown Lenny in that thing. Um, we talked about Kincaid. James Cook had a touchdown reception as well. Uh, hey, when was the last time you seen the Bills scheme a guy open? They schemed James Cook open. Joe Brady schemed him open. He schemed a bunch of other dudes open too. Where the the because they're using motion, right? You put a guy on the left hand side. James Cook was on uh, on the left side of Allen, right? He had that sprint motion to go out of the backfield. No, and then what what did it do? It confused the defense, and somebody missed their assignment. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that Brian Dable brought to the offense that was lacking with Ken Dorsey at the helm. You rarely saw guys get schemed open. Again, we talked about you know Josh Allen already coming into the game with a handicap. No matter the defense that he saw. He was already handicapped because Ken Dorsey didn't use the the tools necessary to open the offense. It's important, man. It's important. Uh, And I'm not here to bash Ken Dorsey, but I'm just telling you the facts. Um, Stephon Diggs tonight, quiet game from Stephon. You know what? I'm happy about that because with that good defense, Sauce is going to, like, look, when, when, when Steph and Sauce faced off earlier in the season, Steph ate him. Right. Steph had a good game against him. But I'm happy that it took other players to step up because that's what you're going to need on offense. We've been we've been praying for this, that other guys would step up, not named Stefan Diggs, not named Alta Kincaid, would step up and, and make plays. And they did tonight. Now, what's funny is there's one name that I you have not heard me say, and I don't even know if he was there today, which he was there. He played. But boy, he Gabe Davis. Where's Waldo? Where he at? Where he at? Because I ain't see him. Did you see him? Because he wasn't there. Again, Gabe Davis, zero receptions, zero yards, zero targets. You want to, is this your number two wide receiver? I'll wait. You're not going to sit here and tell me that Gabe is this great wide receiver. I'm sorry, dog. It ain't it. Game ain't it. Not in this offense, man. Not in this offense. Now, it can't. What's the excuse now? I can't wait to talk to Dave Davis truthers this week. What's the excuse now? Different coordinator? What what do you do? You you're supposed to, okay, you don't have sauce on you, but Reed is a good corner. But like, hey, you're that dude is like five nine. What what's up? What's the problem? You can't get open. That's that's the problem. Y'all, he's limited. He's a limited outrunner. Let me tell you something about this offense still. In this offense, Josh Allen likes guys who are route runners. If you are not a route winner, you have no place on this offense receiving the ball. If you're, if you're running back, it's fine. But if you're a wide receiver, tight end, and you can't win routes, you ain't getting the ball. It's just not happening, man. So... I'm sorry, y'all, but uh, I, I beg to differ. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Gabe ain't coming back next year. 
And if he does, poof, that's a mistake by Bean. But who? Mm, mm, mm. Wayne Wayne Bowen says Joe Brady was imaginative. Yes, he was. Man, he was creative. Um, he was creative in this game. Like I, it was a breath of fresh air, man. Seeing him work like that. Big, big fan. Big fan. I mean, look at it. He's a 34-year-old coordinator who worked with uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, he understands. I'm not saying the older guys don't understand new age type of offense, but it seems like he understands how to get guys open from a, from schematically. And, and we saw like some new wrinkles, you know what I'm saying? Like some some like stuff that we see other teams do. We got to see that tonight. Like, you know, I was tired of sitting at home and be like, yo, I want what they have. We we got some of that tonight. It, it very felt very reminiscent of what Brian Dayball was about. And I like it moving forward. And I'm gonna tell you this too. For all the slander and the hate and the disappointment that Bills have been so far this season, guess what? They still in this thing. The Buffalo Bills are still in this. Now, I know, you know, they gave us a reason to be negative and you call it like it is, but I'm telling y'all right now, just like we saw with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they were seven and six, this team's six and five. They could turn it around, man. And I don't know if you guys have looked at, at the other teams in the in the division and in the in the conference. There ain't nobody sitting at the top that you can't beat. Guess what? Joe Burrow out for the season. He's out for the season. So what are you going to do, Buffalo? How are you going to take advantage of that? The Bengals ain't going to make the playoffs. Jake Browning's their quarterback? Get out of here. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. Okay, so you got right now the cream of the crop of the AFC is the, is the Ravens and the Chiefs. Tell me that the Chiefs aren't beatable. You play them in a couple weeks, so we're going to find out. The Ravens are beatable. They just lost Mark Andrews for the season. You mean, okay, so you want to talk about the Browns. Like the Browns, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and they, can, they can't they can score. That off Their defense is great, but they can't score. They're like the Jets, but a little better on offense. So tell me who, tell me who you're scared of. The Dolphins? I don't think so. You beat them. You know what they're about. I mean, you play the Dolphins, run the ball. Play zone defense, run the ball. You, you could beat them. Like, I'm just saying, like, there ain't nobody in this conference that you should be afraid of right now. So, back to the Bills. There's a prime opportunity in front of them to make some hay. Now, I'll tell you, that they, they, they got some tough matchups coming up. Boy, they got some tough matchups coming up. But guess what? Who we thought they were? We the coming to this 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 you know this season, we we thought we were Super Bowl contenders. Where where is that at? They got to prove it to us. But man, we ain't that far off, man. Like and and you know you say Sterles, well you kind of flipped the script on me. Like you were saying this and this and that. Yeah, like okay, but I'm also gonna tell you I'm gonna keep it real. Like you got to show me, show me that you can beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And they did. They did that tonight. So, like, look, I'm not going to hate. Show me again. Look, you got the you, – you, you travel to Philadelphia next week. The Eagles ain't, ain't, ain't going to be scared of, man. They got two good receivers. They're solid. I mean, the Eagles are a good team. But as you saw this season, 
they can be had. If this offense, the one that showed up tonight, shows up next week, and guess what? They're on the road. So this is the perfect, like, if you're one of those those fans and, you know, who, like, back against the wall, you know, you put a cat in the corner, what happens? Yo, that cat is going to claw you. It's going to do something, right? If we got to defend itself, you back a dog in you back a dog in a corner, it's it's own. You know what I'm saying? Let the Bills be dogs now. They're backed in the corner. What you gonna do? What you gonna show us next week in Philadelphia? Because I tell you what, right now, if they win that game, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's on, it's on, it's mother effing on. Get ready, NFL, because the Bills will be clawing their way back up to the top. They don't, the Bills don't need no adulation. They don't need no congrats. They don't need no pat on the back. You go in the, you go into Philly next week and you beat them boys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's on. I'm telling y'all right now. I'm telling y'all right now. Get excited. Get excited for next week's game. Give hey, next week's gonna be live. I'm telling you right now. So, Eagles bye week Chiefs. Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. So in that stretch, let's say in the next three games, you win two of those games, okay? Win two of the next three. Beat the Eagles, beat the Chiefs. You can lose to the Cowboys. I mean, you're going to – you can win all three. I mean, hell, win all three. That would be great. But if you, if, you, if, you, if you have to lose, just lose one game. I don't care who it's to. But be come out of this next three game stretch with two wins, and you got a shot. Because you're not going to worry about the Chargers, who they should have fired their coach. They should have fired that man at the playoffs last season. The Patriots, we ain't worried. Hey, we're gonna dog. We're gonna dog walk them boys. And the Dolphins, I'm not worried about. It. That's going to be for the division. Watch. You just watch. Right now, the Bills are two games back in the AFC East. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna come down to the last game. Watch. The division will be won in Miami for the Bills. The division is still in play, y'all. I'm telling you right now. Um, yeah, Ralph Wilson Sr. says the the Eagles defense, Eagles secondary suspect it is, right? And you need guys like Gabe Davis to show up. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Uh, Carl's Tommen says uh, three teams in AFC wildcard slots are Browns, Texans, and Steelers. The Bills are in eighth. Yeah, the Bills are, are one one game out. Uh, the Texans, I mean, I love everything that C.J. Stroud's doing. The Steelers, they can't score. I'm not worried about them. The Browns, are not, they can't score either, right? So the Bills, they, 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 <laughs> they can make the playoffs, man. They can make the playoffs. They can still do this. They, all is not lost. I know we had, you know, some some tough weeks, tough month of football, but uh, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm excited about the team. Um, so... The Buffalo Bills, they they win. They get back on the winning, you know, <laughs> they get back in the winning column this week. 32 to 6 against the New York Jets. Well, after me, um, at the top of the hour, you got my guy Joe Miller coming here with the overreaction podcast. Make sure you you hang out and watch uh my guy Joe Miller. You know, Joe B spitting that fire, bro. That's my dog. He be spitting that fire, man. You know, and you, oh, and it's Thanksgiving this week. Yes, Thanksgiving is this week, this Thursday. So I, I'm pumped about that. Um, 
you know, I'm deep frying a turkey. You know, that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. I love cooking, man. I'm deep frying a turkey, I'm making some collard greens. I'm making some homemade mac and cheese. You know what? And I might even put some of that uh, online on the on the X machine, on the Twitter machine, to show y'all how your boy gets down in the kitchen. I'm gonna show y'all how we do it in the South. Deep frying that turkey. It's gonna be delicious, scrumptious. And, and by the way, I, I'm gonna just let y'all know, pecan pie is the best pie at Thanksgiving. I don't care about your sweet potato pie. I don't care about your key lime pie. You can keep that apple pie. Pecan pie is elite. It is the best pie. And I also like cranberry sauce out the can. There's a can of cranberry sauce in my refrigerator right now. Just just getting ready to be demolished, baby. Like I'm cutting that thing with a butter knife. Cutting it with a butter knife, son. But anyway, that's enough talk about food, man. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Enjoy. Don't let the stress of this world bog you down. These bills won. So go into Monday with your chest out. Say it with your whole chest. This is the Intentional Grounding Podcast right here on the Buffalo Rumblers VidCast feed. If you haven't done so, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, leave a review. I would love to leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me if my show sucks, if you like it or something you want me to talk about, whatever. Let me know. That's like currency for me. You know, and sometimes it's a lonely world in the podcast world, man. You know, you think we're all gregarious and, you know, some, and we need a little love too, man. So I appreciate you guys coming out and listening. Uh, thank you again. And uh, I just want to say peace out. See ya.